Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is your guy, Larry, and you just tuned in to Black Nerds Biblecast. So hopefully you guys had a wonderful weekend. I had a wonderful, excellent weekend. Um, I was with my girlfriend um, over the weekend. We had a wonderful time just kind of hanging out and and um, decided to propose to my my girlfriend now my fiance gonna go from from just girlfriend to wifey so i'm really excited and happy about that and just really excited about the future of where we're going so um yes my weekend was pretty exciting and i'm sure hers was too as well so yeah that's a little bit about my life but what are we getting into today we're getting into um what is justice got more biblical Justice. I will be reading from a devotional by the pastor teacher, Tony Evans. Um, he's a phenomenal teacher um, and he has a devotional called biblical. What is biblical justice? Um, you can find that in the Bible app. Um, you version Bible app. It has many other um, wonderful devotionals and this is just one of them that i kind of wanted to handpick because of the things that have are going on in our country um in our nation at this time we've had several we we are involved with several things um in our nation right now currently so anyways like it says what is biblical justice um i think that um it's it's a great topic to discuss and um, we will be following, if you follow along with it, we'll be in uh, the book of Deuteronomy, um, also the book of James, Psalms, and back over into Deuteronomy again. So um, I'll be mentioning all these scriptures, these these, uh, these um, chapters as we go along. But wonderful, just a wonderful um, topic in this day and age right now. So hopefully you guys are doing well and Sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of Black Nurse Biblecast. Hey, good morning. So we're going to go ahead and kind of divert the attention off of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the story. We'll we'll be getting back to that. Um, So I wanted to kind of get into a subject about justice. And um, some of you are well aware that um, in our country right now, we're going through a a change numerous changes, actually. So one, of course, the uh, pandemic that we're currently going through with the COVID-19 situation um we just we you know we we're gonna be praying about uh continue praying about this um praying about the health and 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 the health and well-being of others um i think that this is this is more of a time i think the lord has put a burden on my heart to not just pray for you know those of us that those that we know but those that we do not know so we're gonna do that a little bit too as well okay but um this is what we're gonna do we're gonna get into um justice and and what that means and what that looks like um the other change that i was going to say that's going on in our nation is 
we're aware, we're uh, well aware of things that currently happen, you know, things with George Floyd, um, the killing of him as well and things like that, you know, um, um, you know, we, 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 we tend to backlash about, you know, what is unfair, unfair. I mean, what I see, certain things that I've seen on TV or on the internet, just like, as well as may some of you, um, tend to, excuse me, tend to want to bring something like this in our own, kind of in our own hands. You know, we, we kind of like, you know, something needs to be done and we take it upon ourselves sometimes to go out and figure out where we're going to go ahead and make sure that this doesn't happen again. Um, sometimes somebody does something wrong to you and it's easy in the flesh to want to retaliate and get even and kind of go out and do what they did to us. And don't get me wrong. I think that, um, like I said, again, that's, that is, that is a human emotion, but also, um, I was curious, you know, like some of you might be, what does the Bible say about biblical justice and what justice looks like in, in our world? You know, um, remember this, that each one of us are, are, we're, we're required to, to, we're required to, to be responsible for our own, our own ways and, and our own reactions to things. And, Standing firm in the Lord, you know, standing firm in what God wants us to do, you know, certain things that we may be, we may get involved with certain things. God says, no, I don't want you to get involved with that. You know, we have to get to a place where we, we truly understand, um, and hear the voice of the Lord, you know, especially in a time like this, in a time like this, you know, when, when things are, are done wrong, we see things that are done wrong, you know, Ahmaud Arbery being shot, as well as um, George Floyd, um, as well, well as just a, a, a numerous of um, people that have that we see now, and that seems to be the theme right now in our nation. Right now, we we even have you know, and an, and I'm just going to say it. You know, we have a, a president that I feel that is not sensitive to certain issues as well, and sometimes I I, I myself I get kind of upset and irritated by the things that that I don't see him as a leader doing and yeah you know I, I sometimes I lash out too so you know even in speaking to you right now you know I'm I'm also you know not not exempt from this as well because I know I I, I tend to um also uh, be a little reactionary as well when it comes to things that I feel that are not right and, and I feel like things are not fair and, and why why people do this and things like that and we need to you know turn the other cheek pretty much you know what I mean I mean not turn what I mean by turn the other cheek I'm, I'm saying not give the other cheek but but turn their cheek <laughs> if you know what I mean but and I'm just being honest and being, you know, transparent with you all because, you know, I, I'm I'm no different. You know, I, I I have been angry about things that are going on in this in this nation as well. Um, the flip side of me, you know, I'm aware that God, how God, he see everything. And I know God is strong. He's powerful. He's strong enough to pretty much, you know, uh, intervene if, if need be, you know what I mean? And sometimes I question, you know, you know, why doesn't God intervene? But 
Only God knows, you know, and that's the thing about it, because, you know, we know that God is all powerful and he's strong and mighty. You know, he also he also um, he also displays um, self-control, you know, and, and that's something that 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 we have to think about, too. You know, God, he man, he has all this power. He can destroy nations. He can destroy the world. He can destroy, you know, human life if he needed to or wanted to. And he has. He's shown that. He's done that. He's he's we've seen him in the Bible be angry. But he also he also shows self-control. And that's something that a lot of, a lot of times, you know, we see we watch the news and the Internet and and, you know, YouTube and wherever else you see certain videos. And there are people all over this world that that, you know, are very reactionary. They they respond immediately with with the same. In other words, if, if there's violence, we respond the same way with violence, you know. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to judge anybody at this point because I myself have felt these same same emotions and, and I felt the same anger and self the self this rage as well, you know, when it comes to, you know, what is going on in the world. And, and yeah, I have to admit, you know, I'm, I feel, you know, there is no way that I feel any different than some of those people that I've seen out there, you know, that are either protesting and then even at some point, you know, when they were destroying property and I felt the anger, you know, I felt the anger, I felt the rage, you know, and again, you know, cause we're dealing with multiple things. We're dealing with the coronavirus, you know, people that have been shut up inside and, you know, we're dealing with that and the loss of jobs and, and the economy going bad and, and just the uncertainty of what's going on in our nation right now. Um, not just our nation, but the world in general, but also, you know, dealing with, you know, like I said, the, the injustice. I mean, we're able to see, have a visual of the, of all the different hated, hatred things that are going on in our world today. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, you know, I think that we, we, we see so much when it comes to people and, and we're not understanding that also there is a, an invisible enemy as well, you know, not just the coronavirus, but there's an invisible enemy. In other words, the devil. And we got to understand that the world that as we see it right now, it's not just, it's, it's, it's other words, God is in control, but the devil also is having a field day. So the devil is, is causing havoc. He is causing the civil unrest. He is causing the, you know, he is the, the sin is the root of the racism and prejudice that we have in our country. You know, the devil, you know, he loves it when, when we act, when we react, you know, we get angry and we sin, you know, we get angry or we are racist. And then what we do is we end up acting out our racism on other people. You know, we, we, we just do all these things that these ungodly things, you know, and not just focus on racism. I mean, look at the sin that we have every single day. Look at the murders, the murder rate of people taking a person's life. You know, look at just a number of things. We, we go through a morning or a week and there's not a week that goes by that we see things on television that you know, I've always said to myself that just when you think it's gotten bad or you think that some that it couldn't get any worse, then there's something else that happens. 
And and I, I know I've, I've said that there's times where it's so much of it, you have to turn the TV off sometimes, you know. But I wanted to kind of, um, again, deal with the, the biblical, uh, what God sees, you know, um, what, what God sees and how he sees this in, in all of this. OK, so I wanted to mention that. So hold on for a second. We'll be right back. All right, so welcome back. Um, so we're going to get into this devotional. Um, this devotional is done by um, pastor, teacher, Tony Evans. Uh, some of you may recognize who Tony Evans is. He's a very um, wonderful pastor or teacher, uh, as well as been, te- been teaching and pastoring down through the years and uh, has a television ministry as ra- well as radio ministry um, ministry as well. Um, so, yeah, he's he's um, definitely just a phenomenal um, pastor and, and teacher and the Lord has used him mightily through the years. So let's get into um, what what it says here about what is justice. So life is all about relationships. Most of the time, friction arises in relationships because of misunderstanding. One person sees a situation one way, but the other person sees it another way. Each person can't figure out why the other person can't see the situation like they see it. And sometimes these situations become huge arguments. The problem lies in the fact that sometimes we look at situations in different ways because we we think differently than other people. Justice is one of these misunderstood situations. Specifically, social justice has become a convoluted term, uh, meaning different things to different people. It often used it is often used as a catchphrase for illegitimate forms of government promoting the redistribution of wealth and expansion of civil government. This view of social justice is a denial of authentic, authentic justice. For example, the biblical command of thou shalt not steal includes government sanctioned theft through state enforced redistribution of wealth and illegitimate taxation. This is why I use the term biblical justice. Biblical justice seeks to protect individual liberty while promoting personal responsibility. It is the it is the equitable equitable and impartial application of the rule of God's moral law in society. There is no clear and right definition of justice that excludes God. So to grasp justice, we must go to God's word. The Bible condemns injustice because God is just. As the ultimate lawgiver, he strongly opposes injustice. His laws are righteous and must be applied without without partiality because justice identifies the moral standard by by which God measures human conduct. So at the heart of biblical justice is the impartial application of God's moral law within all realms of society, including economic, political, social and criminal justice or criminal justice. Any other definition of justice won't suffice. Uh, 
So the question today is what enters your mind when you hear the phrase social justice? Okay, that's a good question. Um, So let's go ahead and get into one of the scriptures that we read in the Bible about God's justice. Okay, and this is found in the in the book of Deuteronomy 30 chapter 32 verse 4. It says that he is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does does no wrong. How just and upright he is. Now, let's talk about this real quick. Now, again, when we're talking about biblical justice, okay, we're 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 taking what is out of the Bible itself. Okay, so God himself is the ruler. He's the end all be all. He is the one that creates the rules. He's the one that creates the laws. He's the one that that enforces even enforces the laws. Yes, he even is the one that 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 gives people or man the authority to force the laws. Now, what man does with with God's laws, he can either abide by those laws or he can or he can um, abuse those laws. That person that that is under that and that under that authority can also uh, abuse those laws and he can also be punished by the same law that he's supposed to enforce as well. So one of the things that that um, that we have to understand is, is God himself is the end all be all. He's the one that he the one that create the law. He the one that is the law itself. Everything goes by him. And here's the thing: that might not be a kind of a, it may be a blanket, a, a blanket response over this whole thing, right? But understand this: I think part of it is we have to understand that according to God, God Himself is the is the not only is He the Creator, but He also judges fairly. And sometimes I I can hear people right now that say, well, what is it exactly is fair? See, and when it comes to us, fair means all different types of things. It's we opened up the devotional when it came to when it comes to how each of us see a situation. Each of us see how things look according to us. So according to you, a certain situation you might see on television or maybe the internet may seem fair to you. For me, it may seem fair to me and that'd be a whole totally different thing and opposite of how you feel. Our, 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 our perspectives are going to be different. Okay. And how do we judge on that? How do we make a decision? How does the law affect that? Okay. So this is why a lot of times, you know, when it comes to the Bible, we have to go to God's word. We have to go to what God has established in his word. A lot of times God, you know, we know in the Old Testament, God established his laws. You know, thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not covet. You know, thou shalt not bear false witness. You know, things like that. Those are the things that he He mentioned, among other things, in the Ten Commandments. You know, um, um, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, and soul. You know, uh, also, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, love thy neighbor as you love yourself. These are all these are all moral laws, but these moral laws kind of like they, they're kind of in the background of everything that you and I would do. Now, again, that's that's contingent upon if we go by God's word. But if we go by our own perspective, our own ways or how we feel is right and just sometimes what we feel is right and just ain't right and just. Again, let's let's look at, you know, what's going on in the world today. When we see somebody, maybe a police officer, he's the officer of the law. He's supposed to be the one that enforces the law. But if that officer decides to take the matters in his own hands and go outside the law, maybe he feels just in, say, you know, handcuffing a person and slamming them to the ground and 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 choking them. To that person, that person may feel some kind of way like he's just in doing that. We see it as that's cruel. That is cruel and 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 uh, unjust, right? I mean, I do, but we have to. We we what? This is an example of how when mankind, what we do is we take things. We take things from one end to the other. So that person may feel like, oh, I felt just in, in, in having to do what I did. I was considered for enforcing the law. But now let's look at how God sees it. So when God looks at these things, you know, God sees, you know, sees the 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 way that law officer handled the situation. OK, it goes all the way back to the moral code. You know, thou shall not murder, right? Thou shall not, thou shall not, uh, you know, commit false or do false witness. You're lying. Okay. We, in other words, those laws are the moral laws and they're backed up in every way and everything we do. So the choices is still because we, we God didn't made us robots. He made us where we are a creation, his creation to have a choice. So understand that when we see things, we see things that are horrific all the time. We see people getting shot. We see people being murdered, not just by the hands of officers, but the hands of each other. You know, there is just such a visceral um, 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 anger and a visceral thing that we take in life. And those are the things that we see in like how in the world is this going so out of hand? You know, people are, are scheming to lie on one another, trying to get something for nothing and do things that they shouldn't do. And we have to get to a place in our lives where it says, okay, what does God say? Now, God is always in control, but I think too that God also operates on a sense of grace because he doesn't always um, he doesn't always execute judgment as soon as it happens. And this is why we also compare what we see, what man does to one another and to each other, whether it be a law enforce, a law officer or anybody else for that matter. And how we are being we're 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 executing the judgment we're executing an uh, execution right there on the street we you know what i'm saying and so those are the things that i look at you know um as even as a christian as a believer what is what does my god say about all this you know when i see this on television when i see this on the internet yeah i'm instantly angered you know but i also have to ask myself 
What does God think about this? Does he does he think this is fair and right and just? And yeah, sometimes my question my my question is, you know, what is God does God intervene in this? But I also see that God not only is he is he fair and just, but he's slow to anger. And I wish I can find a scripture where it says that, because I know I've I read that somewhere in Psalms where it says he is slow to anger. Let's take a break and I'll be right back. Hey, so welcome back again. So we're going to get into this next scripture, a part of our, our devotional. This is coming out of the book of James, chapter four, verse 12. And it says, God alone who gave the law is the judge that and when they say judge, that's capital J. OK, he alone has the power to, to save or or to destroy. So what right do you have to judge your neighbor? That's a pretty interesting scripture. So this is James talking to the people as we're reading this scripture. He he asks a question at the end of the scripture. He says, so what right do you have to judge your neighbor? Now, listen, this doesn't this doesn't um, take away from the fact that there should not be any judges, that there should not be any law officers, that there should not be anything of authority in our in our nation, in our in our land. Okay, because guess what? We have to have laws. We have to have law and order. We have to have some kind of thing that tells us and kind of governs us so that we we can only we have otherwise what we have to do, what is right and just. So, again, it goes back to, you know, God. Um, given the authority to those that are in authority. Okay. But that same law and that same, that same law that he gives, he, ha- we have, he also, or that person that is the uh, officer or the law enforcer is the one that's also under the same law as well. He has a job to enforce the law, but at the same time, he can be punished by that same law that he has to enforce. Now, there's a certain point where it all depends on what level of authority you are given. You are either able to execute judgment or not. So the person that that is, say, the law officer, this is the kind of the topic of discussion because we see that in our nation right now. They they give the they have been given the authority to either arrest a person that is either breaking the law or possibly get doing harm to themselves or other people or whatever the situation might be. They have the authority to arrest. They have the authority to detain. But when it comes to a certain part of whether or not it's fair and right, that becomes that now. It doesn't that just doesn't end there. But once that person is arrested and detained, then they're taken in front of the judge or they serve time in jail or whatever the the situation is. They have to serve time in front or they come to the judge. Now, the judge has to hear the case. That judge is supposed to be impartial. That means he's not supposed to take your side or or the law officer side, but he's supposed to judge straight down the middle. Now, again, 
This is where the law comes in at. Which which direction does that person take? Does this person say this is what the law says, what is written, what is written in the in the law handbook? Some of you guys that have criminal justice backgrounds, you guys gotta really know this stuff. But I'm just kind of speaking in general, so don't judge me. <laughs> but anyway, um it's you know, it's one of those things where we have to think about what what authority that God has given man. Okay, the the Bible tells us. Let's go back to the scripture. He said, "God alone." He says, "Who gave the law is the judge." Now he's the ultimate judge. We see that in the scriptures, right? We see that God ultimately is the one that has the authority and is the the last and final word on judging. Okay, so. He alone has the power, what, to save and to destroy. He can do both, okay? And he has the power to do that. And and look, when it comes down to it, God is the final word, the final authority on everything. When we pass from this life and, and, and we have lived this life the way we have, whether we've done good or bad things or, or what have you, we got to stand before God who is the capital J, he was the judge. He's the one that is going to judge us on our, on our abilities. Now, a quick, a quick side note on this. This doesn't mean that a heaven and hell sentence. This means that if you're going to heaven, you may go to heaven because of, of the, the, your faith in Jesus Christ and, and receiving the sacrifice for our sins and go to heaven. But at the same time, when you go to heaven, it's not to say that God is not going to judge and show and show you things that you could have done better. Maybe you could have done and things that that you, you know, didn't ask for forgiveness for or what have you. Your life will be on display. OK, my life will be on display. The same thing. Anything that I have done in my life. Whether, you know, and, and it could be things in my past, but God sees all these things. Now, is he going to hold me accountable on those things? No, because of the simple fact that I am now, you know, saved under his grace. Jesus, Jesus's blood on the cross have been co covered my wrong and my sin and everything that I have done wrong, everything that you have done wrong, everything that you might have said, anything, any actions that you took. You know, saying are covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's only, again, contingent upon you asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart and him being the Lord of your life. So back to what I was saying. So as we go along into the next scripture, the next scripture in this is out of Psalms chapter 19, verse seven, verse seven. And we're going to be reading from verse seven to verse nine. So take a listen to this. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight to, for living. Reverence, the Lord, reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. So, Again, this is what it's saying. It's, it's talking about the instructions of the Lord. Remember, verse seven, the instructions of the Lord are what? Perfect. And they are perfect for what? Reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are what? Trustworthy. Making the wise simple. In other words, you don't have to have a, 
a PhD degree to understand that the, the, the decrees of the Lord are trustworthy. The commandments on the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. They are right. The commands of the Lord are what clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is what pure. Do you see all these adjectives that that is describing when it describes the commands of the Lord, the, the, the excuse me, the decrees of the Lord, and all these things, the laws of the Lord. It said the last one, the laws of the Lord are true. For each one is fair. Okay. Reverence for the Lord is pure and lasting forever. Listen, if we reverence the Lord, if you and I reverence the Lord, all the things that he's about, all the laws, all the things that he does, all the things that he is about um, in, in life in general. These are the things that we we know and, and reverence him for. We reverence for his his justice, his law, his law, his commands, his um, his decrees, like the Bible says, and his instructions. I think that if more of us go back and live by the moral code of the law, we'd understand we treat people better. We treat each other better. Right. I think that's is kind of the. The whole tie in about this whole thing about God's justice. What does God's justice look like? What does he feel is fair and just? Some of us, we just have to go back to what God has said in his word. Go back to understanding God. See things the way God wants us to see things. The You know, we have different perspectives. We will always have those. But we have to get to the point and place that if each one of us get back to the place where we, we, we see God about things we conduct our lives the way god um the way the law is when it comes to these things we have to put ourselves in god's place in a sense right so you know that's just another thought so hold on for a second and i believe we will have just one more scripture and and just uh we'll be back right after this sponsor Okay, welcome back. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to continue on to the last verse that we have um, for this section in our devotion today on the Bible cast. And it says here, um, this is in Deuteronomy chapter one, verse, we're going to start with verse nine. Uh, Moses appoints uh, leaders from each tribe. Okay. So Moses continued at that time. I told you, you are too great a burden for me to carry all by myself. The Lord God has increased your population, making you as numerous as the stars. And may the Lord, the God of your ancestors, multiply you a thousand times more and bless you as he as he promised. But you are such a heavy load to carry. How can I deal with all your problems and bickering? Verse 13. Choose some well-respected men from each tribe who are known for their wisdom and understanding, and I will appoint them as your leaders. Then you responded, your plan is a good one. So I took the wise and respected men you had, you had selected from your tribes and appointed them to serve as judges and officials over you. 
Some were responsible for thousands of people, some for hundred, for a hundred, some for fifty, and some for ten. At that time, I instructed the judges, you must hear the cases of your fellow Israelites and for, and the foreigners living among you. Be perfectly fair in your decision and impartial in your judgments. Hear the cases of those who are poor as well as those who are rich. Don't be afraid for anyone's anger for the decision you make is God's decision. Bring me any cases that are too difficult for you and I will handle them. Okay, so at this time we see in this is a perfect example of how authority not only was given but how Moses at that time he took the responsibility among the people because it was so many people that he could not handle the burden or the responsibility of all these many tribes these were like he said he said they had become numerous as the stars which is also a covenant that goes back to the to the days of Abraham which we'll be getting back into that story again but <clears throat> in this case here in Moses we see how you know he decides to take you know listen to the people or talk to the people about um, distributing the responsibility um, of the disagreements and, and, and situations that have. Now, this is something I want to start right here and also mention that judges or even, um, what we were talking about, about God's, um, God's biblical justice. Um, at this time, you know, you had to have someone that would execute justice. Okay. Someone that could hear the case, someone that could, can actually rule in, in, in a fair and in an impartial way. And that's what, this is where some of that got started in the Bible. So Moses, you know, being the, the, the head of, of all things, of, you know, head uh, of all the tribes at that time, or the children of Israel, he decided to hand out um, responsibilities to those they felt were wise and, and would judge impartially and were, um, fair. So that's what he did. And remember his, 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 um, I guess his instructions to them were to make sure that to judge, um, their fair, perfectly, uh, make sure the decisions were perfectly fair and the decision was impartial. Okay. It says here cases of those who are poor as well as those who are rich. So it doesn't matter. In other words, you didn't, just because a person either had a lot of money doesn't mean that he didn't hear them and say, well, you didn't need me or you don't have enough money and therefore I won't hear your case. It didn't matter. He says, don't be afraid of anyone's anger. Okay. For, you know, so it doesn't matter whether a person is angry or not. Okay. Um, for the decisions you make is God's decisions. Now, this is something that our, uh, we have to, you know, really understand now. In the in the the country that we live in, or the you know in the United States here, we see how you know the court system is set up. We see how the judges are set up. Now, I would say this: does this does this also line up with what the Bible said, um, Bible is, and how the Bible is, and when it comes to justice? Sometimes you know we know how the court system is. We know how the justice system is, and so so this is where I have to say that the core system and the justice system that we have here in this country sometimes 
I have to be honest with you. I don't think it does always line up with what the Bible, how the Bible or biblical justice is. The only reason why, because our system now has been been polluted with different different types of ways and how they they can change the system. They can change the way the rules and the laws are. Some people will say, oh, well, it's, it's going according to how American law should be. But there are times where we've seen either on television, we've seen on the news and stuff that people that we know should have been guilty and they turn around and the justice system turns around and um, either allows them to get off. Um, I remember or some of you re remember the case of O.J. Simpson, um, a lot of um, a lot of evidence I was pointing his direction. It, it was really shown that that, yeah, he could have possibly been the one that had commit those murders and the justice system. The way it's set up here in, in the in our country is that you have to be innocent until proven guilty. One of the things that that was the biggest um, phrase or catchphrase that Johnny Cochran, the lawyer at that time that was representing O.J. Simpson was, you know, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. And they was talking about the glove that was supposedly used by O.J. Simpson to murder his his ex-wife. So. You know, because of that, it was kind of like one of the, the smoking guns or the, the thing that really kind of helped bring him to a point of innocence and, and ultimately the judge ruled him as innocent. Now, here's the thing, or the jury, I should say, excuse me, the jury, not, not so much the judge, but the jury did. And, and so, at the end of that, you know, there was still a lot of controversy because they felt like, you know, there's no way possible that this man should have gotten off. But here's the thing. The way this country is set up, the way the judgment is set up, the way the court system so much is set up in a lot of ways is you are innocent until proven guilty. I had the opportunity at one point to serve on a, on a jury, a, a jury, um, you know, like serve jury before. And that was that was one of the things that the judge himself instructed us to listen to the whole evidence, to listen to both sides of it. Don't just look at what the person looks like. Don't read articles and newspapers and, and listen to news, news things when it comes to maybe that case or talk to anybody regarding the case or talking to one another regarding the case. We have to clear our minds in order to hear the evidence that is before us and in front of us to make sure that that our minds are even not even um um at a way that 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 it can be influenced um to either rule on one side or the other whether a person of color whether the person of you know whether they're a person of color whether they're what their height or their weight or or whether they're male or female or whatever the case might be you have to leave your bias your biases out the door you have to look at the fact that whether or not this person that is either accused or whatever the case might be is is either guilty or innocent of what they have been accused of so i've been i've had the opportunity to actually um serve on two juries in my life so far and they were very interesting cases but i will say this 
the way the the way the evidence is pointed out in the beginning it's not always how it ends a lot of times you have to listen to the full story you have to hear from beginning to end just because you hear what is a person is convicted of doesn't always mean that they are guilty of what they're convicted of you have to hear the whole story you have to hear why this person is convicted of what they are convicted of now Again, that falls in lines of that. And this is part of the reason why we have to understand when it comes to justice in our country that things are not always what they seem to be on the beginning. So we have to find out and look at the full story, the full, the full beginning and end of everything. God ultimately is the ultimate judge. He's the one that at the end of our life, we have to stand before him. We have to understand that even in this country of just so much unfairness and injustice. Remember, as I as I talked to you before, we have police officers that are they're supposed to be enforcers of the law. They're supposed to protect our communities and cities. But a lot of times we also see uh, examples of where they have not that same law that they're supposed to enforce they're also subject to that law they also have to abide by that law they also can be convicted by that law as well and be sentenced and sent to jail just like anybody else just because you are a law officer just because you are someone of authority even as a parent even as uh, uh, an instructor or someone or um, a supervisor you have certain rules that you have to obey that you have to abide by and the same thing you cannot put a burden on someone else that you're not able to put um not able to uphold that burden yourself you you cannot say that do as don't do as I do or do as I say, not as I do. So this is reason why we have so much unfairness and, and injustice in our country. We see a lot of examples of that. We see a lot of examples of people that say, do as I say, and not as I do. They do the things that they're not supposed to do. Now it happened. Not only did it happen in our day of does it happen in our day, but it also has happened in the Bible. It happens in Jesus's day as well. We've seen, we've seen examples of Pharisees, Sadducees, teachers of religious law, they know the law of Moses. They go back to the Old Testament and Deuteronomy, Exodus, how Moses had established the law, but they don't abide by the law. They find ways to go and, and go outside the law or find loopholes and manipulate the law to make it fit what they want it to fit. And that's the same thing it is today. But again we have to as christians we have to always understand that god is ultimate judge god gives us a sense of the moral law within ourselves we have to understand that justice has to ultimately be served if you ain't seen a situation if you know of a situation that turns out that wow you know this wasn't judged correctly that's not up to us to fix it but the, um, there are some ways that you could take that back. There are ways that you can get involved. You can vote. You can vote for your your assembly people in your in your in your county. Um, you can get involved with town hall meetings and see where you can make changes in that way. 
those people that are in authority, remember, they are considered servants. They're the ones that have to serve those seats. They have to be the ones that are leaders, just like in Moses' day, how Moses appointed judges. No, that's the same thing here in the United States. There are people that serve on committees that, that are over our cities and our counties and our communities that it has to start from there. If you get involved, like I get involved and be involved with these, this process, then you'll see that the changes have to be made regard, regarding that. Now, again, I would say, even as Christians, always be prayerful and mindful of what God has you to do. Some of you may think, well, I'm not a part of this world and therefore I'm just a passerby. I'm going to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. So there's no reason why for me to vote or there's no reason why I should be a part of anything in this world. But I'll tell you like this. Don't let the scriptures that tell you be of this world and not, I mean, be in this world and not of this world make you feel as though you should not be involved. You should be involved. Your, your, your influence as a Christian, as a believer has to make a difference. Remember, we're also saw in light of this world now doesn't mean that you're supposed to force people to believe in what you believe no what that means is make your make your influence in a way to be involved with things that will help change the culture change the world change the neighborhood things like that let your good let let god's spirit guide you to do the good that's in your community that's in your city that's in your county now again i'm not sure who that was for I know that I speak to myself as well, so I don't want you to feel that 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 that's just something else. But I will say this, though, just let your heart and let God be your guide. Let the Holy Spirit guide you on what it is and how you should be able to make a difference in your city or your community. It starts with you. It starts with you, starts with your household, starts from your household and family and from family to city or your community. Get involved. And you know what? There may be a time where people ask you, you know, they understand, they see the difference, they see such an influence on your life about positivity, whether it be positivity or whatever. Remember, people don't understand fully what it is until they ask you. If God gives you the opportunity or opens that door, the Holy Spirit begins to work through you and another person that's a non-believer, then that's, there comes an opportunity for you to be able to share with them the love of Christ, that you're non-judgmental, but God has given you the spirit of, of, of involvement and community in order to be impartial impartial and love regardless of a person's skin color regardless of a person's social status whether they're rich or poor just like it says here within yourself govern yourself first as you govern yourself and then you govern your family and those that that you know that that are around you your circle of influence and then at your job as you go there then begin to work from there as God gives you, he says here, he says that if, he, if you are faithful over little, he will bless you over much. So you will go from the very minimum, whether it's yourself first and then going from there to your so your your sphere, your, your circle of influ, influence, whether it's just your family, family and friends to your jobs, to the community. And that's how we begin to start. Start with that.
Remember, there's all kind of evil in the world. If you don't want to get involved, if you don't want to be involved when it comes to community, community events and things like that, then pray. Offer to pray, you know, set up a group and say, you know what, let's pray that people will step up and be a part of the community outreach programs and things like that for our community. It doesn't matter whether they're Christian or not either. Sometimes you believe, believe it or not, God will use someone that's a non-Christian, someone that doesn't even, doesn't even go to church. They will use them for a good influence. Remember, you are God has given you a vision. God has given you insight. Use that insight. Use what God has given you to give you direction and guidance on how you can be involved and change the world. Remember, we're not going to always be here forever. So, yes, you're right. We are here temporarily. But while we're here, God has called us, called you to be an influence in your world, in your community and just the world around you. Hey, stay tuned for tomorrow. I got some more to give you. So until then, be blessed. Have a wonderful week. I will be talking to you next time.